Well, isn't the divisional round just in time for the current climate in the United States? You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. And uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 and on Facebook for the time being, Dennis M. Roy over there. This is part two of the trilogy for Divisional Week. How's everybody doing? Uh, If you're doing this back-to-back-to-back, I know you're doing just fine because you obviously, you know, you're enjoying yourself, right? You're right. I'm at least trying to be somewhat fucking entertainment, entertaining for everybody. Come on. Get the fuck out of here if you're not having a good time. Oh, my goodness. So, this podcast is going to delve into the Saturday slate, uh, which is going to be the Rams and Packers and the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills. So, let's kind of take a look here. I'm going to put a couple of these little articles over here on the side. I got stats still from last week. I printed them all out because they will not be included in the target sheet. There's no reason to do that. Um, Let's see if I can just not be stupid and get these all together uh, for everybody. Move a couple of these cables because this is stupid. Can you... For the love of fucking God, why do I have a fucking producer? It doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, I see your face. Go fuck yourself, Mitch. Go fuck yourself. All right, we're going to start with the Rams at the Packers. All right, this is the first game of the Saturday slate. Uh, 4.35 p.m. Eastern start time. Green Bay opened as a seven-point favorite. 46.5 was the over-under. Currently, as of today, Wednesday, at 5 p.m. Central Time, Green Bay is still a six and a half point favorite. 45 and a half is the over under. So when we look at the Rams versus the Packers, this is what we get here. Uh, Green Bay, 15th in pass defense DVOA, 5th in points allowed to the quarterback position, 18th in rush defense DVOA, 28th to running backs in the passing game in DVOA, 27th still in points allowed to the running back position, uh, 20, uh, 24.1 on FanDuel and 27.9 on DK. Uh, the quarterback points are 16.8 and 17.2 on FanDuel and DraftKings respectively. DVOA for the wide receivers versus wide receiver one. The Green Bay is 10th in DVOA, 23rd in DVOA versus wide receiver two, and 6th in DVOA versus wide receiver plus. That would include Josh Reynolds, Van Jefferson, uh, Nassimba Webster, and Tristan Jackson. <clears throat> the f- last two have absolutely nothing to do with the passing game. 7th in points allowed to the opposing wide receivers. 26.4 on FanDuel and 32.7 on DK. 
Okay. As far as tight ends are concerned, Green Bay is ninth in DVOA versus tight end, fourth in points allowed to the position, 8.2 on FanDuel and 10.4 on DK. Uh, first overall in points allowed to the team's opposing defenses uh, at two points allowed. Uh, Rams, of course, are going to be the best defense that's left uh, in terms of statistics here. Uh We'll get to that when we get to that. But uh, Green Bay should line up Jair Alexander against one Robert Woods. Chandon Sullivan, the slot uh, corner, uh, should be on Cooper Cup. That's actually a very high plus advantage for Cooper Cup there. Uh, Kevin King should line up against Josh Reynolds. And when they decide to do it, uh, switching in Van Jefferson. Oh, let's see. What do we got for injuries here? I'm going to update this after the podcast. But uh, as of yesterday, we don't have anything updated for Rams yet. Uh, It'll probably be in about the next hour, at least after I get the podcast done. Aaron Donald is still questionable with the ribs. Uh, Listed as non-participant in Tuesday's practice. He's supposed to not practice again today. John Walford, the quarterback, he is still questionable with his neck injury. Non-participant in Tuesday. Uh, Cooper Cup is questionable. Non-participant Tuesday with a knee. Uh, Terrell Lewis, linebacker questionable. Andre, uh, Andre, Andre. Andrew Whitworth, the left tackle for the Rams, is questionable, and the Simba Webster wide receiver is questionable as well. Uh, we also have David Edwards, but that is of Saturday. He was forced out. There's no update on him yet with an ankle injury. Uh, so we're pretty, pretty good to go. Nothing with Cam Akers, which is a uh, benefit for the Rams. Not so much for the Packers. Um um looking here now we went over the dvoas for the uh rush defense for the green bay packers uh if you look at the last five weeks of the season they went from 25th to 22nd to 21st to 19th and 18th so that's been coming down okay we've been looking at trends uh with the team here as far as dvoa uh Running backs in the passing game, 27th and then 28th across the board for the last four weeks. Uh, So running backs in the passing game have been getting it done. Now, whether or not Cam Akers has really been getting involved in the passing game is really uh, the next kind of question here. Uh, We are going to be dealing with some colder weather. So if Jared Goff is definitely starting uh, and he has no injury designation, so I would assume that he's going to be starting. Uh, that thumb is going to be really, really piss poor for him um, in this kind of weather. So you're going to have to worry about the grip, the grip that he's going to have, and whatnot here. Now, when we look at Cam Akers in the passing game, uh, of course he missed week 16. So let's see. Let's go from week 12. He had no targets. Uh, Week 13, one target, one reception, 22 yards. Week 14, three targets, two receptions, 23. Week 15, three targets, one reception, minus one yard. Of course, didn't play week 16. And then week 17, he had four targets for four receptions and four receptions for 52 yards. Uh, And then in the wild card round, he was two for two uh, for 45 yards. So he is actually pretty viable as far as running back is concerned. Um, let's see who Green Bay was facing. 
see how comparable. Uh, Derek, uh, let's see here. Let's go from week 12. So week 12 and week 17, he faced David Montgomery. Uh, Montgomery did have success, especially in that week 17 game in the passing game. Uh, Eagles, uh, they kept Miles Sanders at bay uh, for the most part. Lions, they kept Swift, if I'm not mistaken, pretty much at bay. If we go there, yeah, he was 7-24 for uh, one touchdown, had five targets, four receptions for 26. So he was involved in the passing game, but didn't really do anything except for the touchdown. Uh, Panthers did not, if I remember correctly, did not do very well. Uh, versus Green Bay. This was... Uh, Mike Davis didn't do too bad. He was 14, 14 attempts for 59 yards. He also had Rodney Smith involved. He had four attempts for 23 uh, targets. Mike Davis, two for two for two yards. Rodney Smith, four, uh, four targets, three receptions, 24 yards. And then... Uh, Curtis Samuel also didn't do too much, so they pretty much kept Carolina at odds. Titans, we know they kept Derrick Henry uh, way down uh, in there. So David Montgomery, so there really is a chance that um, we can get uh, Cam Akers involved here. On the two-game slate, we'll do two-game two slate. Prices are going to be the same here. Uh, from the two game to the full slate. I'm going to insert Cam Akers here first here. So he is 7,029 and 5,700. Good for second, first, and third on the Saturday only slate. Um, let's take a look at the full slate, though. Let's see where he's listed at. Uh, Cam Akers on the full slate is ranked 4th, 3rd, and 5th. That's reading FanDuel, Yahoo, and DK. Uh, if you're new to the podcast here, so uh, really good value over on... It's not too bad on Yahoo, or uh, pardon me, FanDuel, but DK being the 5th running back? That's weird. That's weird. Now, we do have to worry about, like, you know, we got Snacks Harrison now who's joined up. So whether or not they rate <clears throat> the uh, rush advantage still the same, but it's still a high advantage um, with what the current format or w with what the previous format for the uh, Green Bay Packers defensive line. Um, very high. That's a 22 – over 22.5% um, uh, advantage there. That's what the dark green means when you get this. Uh, and their line has played very, very good. So you could get some really good push in there. Um, probably we set up, let's set this up in a base. It's a 3-4 defense. Um, yeah, they have a really big advantage. Uh Actually, not too much, except for Dean Lowry, who hasn't played horrible, but he's been very average uh, over on the right-hand side. So they do need Whitworth to really play to have the complete advantage on here. Uh, as far as the two inside linebackers with Barnes and Kirksey, uh, they have the advantage there. They have an advantage against on the right side, uh, which I guess would be the strong side with the tight end. 
uh, press, they'd have an advantage on Preston Smith. Now, Zadarius Smith on the left side, um, he's he would be the issue over there. So uh, it's not too bad. I you're gonna we're gonna have to consider him uh, definitely, especially since it's gonna be pretty much Cam Akers is gonna have to get it done. So he if I include him, he's probably gonna be a little you know a little bit higher used by me. Uh, most of my lineups, I'll have a couple, you know, fade where I'll fade it. Um, but uh, I definitely think he's involved here. Uh, now, if we look at the passing game, Higby uh, will have an advantage on the linebackers. But if the safe the safeties are very, very good with Savage, um, and then you have uh, Adrian Amos in there, uh, they should be able to keep Higby. Higby and Gerald Everett at bay in there, so I'm not going to really focus on the tight ends there. Uh, Tight end is very, very strong this week as far as plays are concerned, Um, so I'm going to kind of skip it there. Now, if you look at the lineups, uh, especially for three, we'll look at, actually, you know what, let's look at two wide and then go to the three wide and see what we have here. So Jair Alexander does line up against Robert Woods. Now he's got almost a 20-point advantage uh, based on the PFF, uh, this Pro Football Focus ratings. Uh, so Woods is definitely, you know, unless he can get away somehow from Alexander. We have seen this from time to time uh, where you could travel the wide receiver and get off of him. Um, <clears throat> but as far as Woods and his cost, so full game slate, 6,620 and 5,900, good for 8th, ninth, and 7th. But let's take a look at the two-game slate. He's the third uh, highest-priced wide receiver over the, on all three sites. So maybe he might be a fade. Um, in a two-wide receiver set, two-tight end set, pardon me, uh, Cooper Cup does have... Quite a bit of an advantage over Kevin King as far as ratings are concerned. 81.6 versus 55.7. So a 25, 26-point advantage there. Um, and then when we switch into three wide versus a nickel, you know, even if you wanted to do a dime uh, package in there, it doesn't really matter. It's the same guy. So he would line up against Kevin King on the outside. Uh, on the inside, he would line up against Chandon Sullivan, the slot wide receiver, uh, slot wide receiver, slot corner, uh, and he uh, Sullivan's a little bit better than Kevin King is uh, in terms of rating. Uh, Kevin King's a little bit taller, uh, so I actually would hate to face King a little bit more than Sullivan. Um, but you're looking at almost the same. You know, you lose about seven points of advantage on there. So you go from 25 to about 18, uh, 18, 19, right about in there. So, But Cooper Cup is definitely uh, somebody that I want to take a look at here. Um, <clears throat> the whole question is whether or not to use him based on, you know, Jared Goff because he's, he's just been piss poor. But uh, we'll have to see what happens here. And I got to color code. I got to color code this shit. Oh my goodness. I forgot to color code the bars. That's my bad. I'll get that done before I get it sent out. 
because I'll do the injury report later today. Whoops, wrong one. Don't want to do Robert Woods. Yes, I am talking to myself. Uh, on the full slate, as far as the price rankings for Cooper Cup, uh, he's 11th, 11th, and 10th. Uh, Two-game slate, he's 5th, 5th, and 4th. So get a little bit of a value on him from Robert Woods. Uh, I still think that people are going to try and use him uh, based on the fact that they'll, they will use him in the running game. But I don't really uh, see that being too much of a problem with Green Bay. Now, uh, Gerald Veldier, uh, who was brought in as offensive line depth from the Indianapolis Colts this week, uh, tested positive for COVID, so they won't have him. Um, I shouldn't mention that. Uh, there has been no other positive test yet uh, with any close contact or perceived close contact. So everything's pretty good right now for the Packers. There's no real worry with the COVID. Um, L.A. Rams, their defense, 3,800, 17, and 2,600. Good for fifth, first, and seventh on the full game slate. I mean, if you wanted to go pure punt, I don't think this game is going to really shoot out on there. So maybe the Rams would actually <clears throat> you know, be viable if you wanted to pay down. I, I definitely wouldn't do it on Yahoo!, at the 17, that's at the very, very high end. Um, but definitely, I, I, I can see taking a look at them on DK if you wanted to pay all the way down uh, because it is it is a top-tier uh, defense. So moving on to the Green Bay side, let's take a look at the injury. We mentioned uh, Gerald Valdir. Uh, reserve COVID-19. They did bring in... Oh, they brought in Patrick Taylor. Oh, oh, is this the Patrick Taylor that I that I know and I love? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, he was out of Memphis. No, I take that back. He came from... No, he did. Yeah, he was Memphis. Duh. Uh, da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Oh, that's why I don't remember. He was placed on the active non-football injury list. It started training camp on July 31st, 2020. Moved to the reserve non-football injury list at the start of the regular season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get. I gotta put him in there. I gotta put him in here. I wonder if he comes up. Do 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 do. Patrick Taylor, Junior. See if he comes up. No. No. They don't have Patrick Taylor involved here. Oh, they do. Oh, you just can't put the junior on there. That's not very nice. He's a junior. Oh. Uh, he won't make that big of a difference. I just like to make sure that I got these guys inserted in here. Um, I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. Sleep all night and I work all day. Patrick Taylor, there he is. 
All right, so Patrick Taylor, min price, min price. Um, hmm, hmm. Save that. Divisional DFS. <laughs> Alrighty. So let's get back into the injury report here. This should be updated for today. No, it's not. What the fuck? But Patrick Taylor would be on the reserve COVID list. They have to be on there for three days, I think it is. Uh, but they did move guard uh, Simon Step uh, Stepanek. I I can never say his dude's name. Stepanek. Uh, they put him on injured reserve with a knee. Uh, Kevin King is questionable. Limited participant. Uh, Zadarius Smith, linebacker, questionable. Ankle thumb. Limited participant. They're still participating though. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, tight end, of course. Uh, knee, limited participant. Equinamius St. Brown. Uh, took me only a couple years to fucking be able to say that. Wide receiver. Uh, knee, limited participant. Alan Lazard, wide receiver, of course. Uh, core wrist, limited on Tuesday. Ricky Wagner is questionable. He's an offensive tackle. He should play Kingsley Kiki. D-tackle, questionable. That's another one. you got to pay attention to that because that will affect Cam Akers in there. Um, let's take a look here. Let's take a look. Base defense. All right. So... They have Ramsey listed as going against Alan Lazard, but I don't think that's going to fucking happen. Um, oh, we got to do this shit first. Okay, so uh, Rams, pass defense DVOA, fourth. Uh, they're first against uh, quarterbacks at 14.4 and 14.8 on FanDuel DraftKings, respectively. Uh, third in rush defense DVOA. Uh, seventh in DVOA versus running backs in the passing game. Third in points allowed to the running back position, 17.4 and 20.2. Uh, wide receivers, they are 13th in DVOA versus wide receiver one, first in DVOA versus wide receiver two, and 14th versus wide receiver pluses. Wide receiver pluses would include MVS, Equinamia St. Brown, Malik Taylor, and Tavon Austin. They are also first in points allowed to the wide receiver position. At twenty-two point one and twenty-eight point six on DK, tenth uh, in DVOA versus tight ends, eleventh in points allowed to the tight end position, nine point four and eleven point eight. Ooh, pardon me. Um, so we need to f- kind of figure out where the fuck we're gonna go here because I'm definitely not really on Rogers, considering you know he's. Second, second, and third. No, that is on that is on the two game slate. Probably going to be the MVP. Would I try to use him on this slate? Because he do get a discount. Uh, not so much on Fanduel, where he's eighty four hundred, but on Yahoo he's only thirty three. Usually he's up by about thirty six, thirty eight. 
Then 6,900 on DK. Good for second, second, and third. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know on that one. I don't know if I can go on Aaron Rodgers. Now, I can take a look at Aaron Jones. Um, there is definitely a path to success here, and it actually comes if you're looking uh, Green Bay's left side. Now, they still got Valdir in there. Um, <clears throat> he'll be taken out, of course. Uh, but they'll probably move Ricky Wagner back over to the left tackle, or they'll put Billy Turner in there, um, which would still give him the same advantage on the weak side uh, where Ekubon and Brockers are at. So they'd have a small advantage there. If Aaron Jones can get into the linebackers, he's got a real big advantage because those linebackers are not good. They're not good at all. Now the price I don't really care much for, but they're gonna have they're gonna get some good usage out of Aaron Jones, maybe even out of Jamal Williams here. Uh, but I don't know if I'm really gonna fuck around with Aaron or with Jamal Williams. We do get a discount here, but 7,800, 29, and 6,800. Good for first, first, and first. On the two-game slate, uh, Jamal Williams, 5,200, 14, and 4,400. Good for six, eight, and fifth. Uh, we'll have to see what their involvement is, though, over there. Let's just get these guys included. Got to get them included. We move over to the full four-game slate. Aaron Jones is actually third, third, and second. And then Jamal Williams, of course, drops more. Fourteenth, uh, 14, 16, and 12th. So he's really good price over on Yahoo. Uh, I mean, he's only 14. He's only got a salary of $14 over there. So... It's not too bad. That's $4 above minimum. Um, let's take a look. Let's see what their usages were. Let's go to Green Bay. Let's look at Aaron Jones. Now, Jamal Williams was out in Week 16. That was the A.J. Dillon game. Uh, let's see. Week 12, 17 carries for 90 yards. Two targets, one reception for zero yards. Week 12, uh, 15 for 130 and a touch in Week 13. Three for three. 18 yards, uh, week 14, 15 of 69, three targets, two receptions, six yards, week 15, 20 for 145 and a touchdown, four targets, three receptions, 12 yards. Who was this against? Okay, so that was Bears, Eagles, Lions, who he didn't do anything against, but he got it going against Panthers, against the Titans. He had 10 carries for 94 yards, no touchdowns. Three targets, two receptions, 14. And then back at the Bears, it was 11 of 42 for a touchdown. Five targets, four receptions, 43 yards. Jamal Williams. Now, a very good game against the Bears in Week 12. 17 for 73 and a touchdown. Uh, no targets, no receptions. F uh, against the Eagles, five attempts, 26 yards. Uh, two for two for ten. That was, you know, uh, Aaron Jones went off against the Eagles in that one. So that's a tough rush defense. So there's chances in here he can pop off if he gets a heavy usage. Um, 
Lions 15, uh, sorry, 10 for 38. Uh, no targets. Then let's see, week 15, this is the week he got hurt. One attempt for six yards, two targets, two receptions, 14. And then he comes back week 17. Five attempts, 26 yards, no targets. So against the Eagles, he was very placated. They really wanted to go with Aaron Jones in that matchup. So I do believe uh, Aaron Jones is definitely one of the spots to really look at. Now, whether or not we really want to pay up is really going to be the question here, right? So um, let's go back here. Let's take a look at the wide receivers. Now, see, uh, Robert Tanyan, I am going to look at. Um, like I said, the linebacking core isn't very good. He's got a real good advantage against uh, 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 Kenny Young back there. And uh, DJ Reader isn't that great either. Um, full slate, he is 6,200, 16, and 4,200. Good for third, fourth, and third. So he's a little bit higher priced, but depending upon what we find here, people might not want to pay that price for him, which is, I think, intriguing when you really kind of look across the board on there. Um... Oh, we didn't even get in. We didn't even get into this, did we? Uh, so PFF has Jalen Rams, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, no, never mind. Let's go to tight ends here, real quick. So tenth in DVOA versus tight end, eleventh in points allowed to the position, nine point four and eleven point eight. Uh, so this is going to be kind of like a one of those uh, pure point, you know, type things. Can can we get? You know the best price or best point value, uh, best amount of points uh, for his cost, right? Uh, on the two-game slate, he is second. He is second highest priced tight end across the board. This is definitely the easiest spot to really attack here. Now <clears throat> we get into the wide receivers and the two wide receiver set. Now they have. They have Troy Hill actually lined up against Devonta Adams, but I would expect Ramsey to actually be anytime he's on the outside, kind of follow him around a little bit. Um, but no matter what, I mean, he does have an advantage, and DK kind of had this advantage too because Adams is rated at elite at ninety-two point two, Hill is at seventy-three point seven, Ramsey is at seventy-eight point five, so. Either corner is actually a little bit better than Alan Lazard when they're in two wide receiver sets. Um, we switch this into three wide against the nickel. Now you're going to have Darius Williams over Valdez Scantling. There's just nothing. That's a 25-point advantage um, in rating uh, from Williams to Valdez Scantling. Now... Is it possible that he could hit a long one? Sure. Um, we look at the two-game slate. I mean, he is, he's, he's bare-bones priced. Um, terrible matchup, though. I mean, but 5,500, 11, 3,800, good for 7th, 10th, and 10th. I'd probably would use 
MVS before I'd use Alan Lazard, to be completely honest with you. I don't think you're going to see a lot of Lazard out of the slot. I think they want to use MVS out of the slot a little bit more. Um, they also move Adams into the slot. And if he can line up against Troy Hill, uh, he's going to have a sizable advantage in there if they decide to just leave him in there maybe with a single, you know, run a safety on top. So Adams is actually, Adams is in play. Of course, he's going to be the top wide receiver on the two games late, right? Uh, 9,035 and 8,600. It's a tough fucking matchup, though. I don't know if I would fucking really bother with it, um, to be completely honest with you. I mean, it's always possible, but um, in all honesty, I'd probably skip it. Um, what am I doing? Uh, on the full games, on the four games slate though, Yahoo's actually the second highest priced wide receiver. It's probably Tyreek Hill or Stephon Diggs is probably the high man on the totem pole there. And why is there a fucking plane flying so low outside? Fucking assholes. But we're going to include Adams in here. Just want to take a look. He will get heavily. He's going to get heavily targeted by Rodgers. They're going to come up with some kind of a game plan to get him off fucking uh, uh, Ramsey. Plus, you're probably going to get super low usership on him uh, because a lot of people are probably going to go track more to that Baltimore-Buffalo game, especially on the two-game slate. Um so I may end up just running it just so I can run it um, over there. Uh, try to get off some of that chalk, especially on two-game. I don't think you're going to see a lot on two-game. Now, um, Green Bay Packers, their defense, okay? So Rams are 20th in points allowed to opposing defenses. This is what I saw. With Seattle, so, you know, pay down options and whatnot. Uh, 6.69 points allowed here. Uh, 4,600, 13, and 3,900 on the full game slate. They are second, fifth, and first as far as ranking is concerned, um, which probably means they're pretty high on the two-game slate. First, fourth, and first. So on the two-game slate, if you want to, if you can do Yahoo in the two-game slate, you can do full punt over there. Um, whether or not you want to pay up, maybe that's where you go Rams on the other side um, for FanDuel and DK. You could play both sides of it. I think you'd be okay with it. Uh, but Green Bay definitely has more of an advantage uh, on there as far as the offensive line. Pay attention to Whitworth uh, to see if he's actually going to play or not. Um, that could be a big deal if he's out uh, out for this week, but I would expect him to play. They're probably just resting him because he just got back this last week, so... I would expect him to play. Now we go to Baltimore at Buffalo. 
Let's get this all set up, please. Please. Two tight end set. Okay. So now we have Baltimore, Buffalo. Buffalo opened as a three point favorite. 49 and a half was the over under here. Uh, Buffalo is still favored, but only by two and a half, and the total has gone up to 50. Uh, so defenses on the other game are going to be very highly used. Uh, let's see what we have here for against Buffalo. So Buffalo is 12th in pass defense DVOA, 16th in points allowed to the quarterback position, 17.5 and 18.3. We saw what uh, Philip Rivers did last week, so we have an extra uh, set of data here, right? Uh, Buffalo is also 17th in rush defense DVOA, 15th against running backs in the passing game, 20th in points allowed to the running back position at 19.2 and 22.6. Wide receivers, they are 23rd in DVOA versus wide receiver ones, 3rd against wide receiver twos, and 4th against wide receiver pluses. This would include Willie Sneed, uh, Devin Duvernay, Des Bryant, James Prochet, and Chris Moore. Uh, PFF for their wide receiver cornerback chart had Teron Johnson on uh, Marquise Brown, Levi Wallace on Miles Boykin, and Tredavious White on actually Devin Duvernay. Uh, fifth in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 26.8 and 34.1. Against uh, the tight end. Buffalo is 13th in DVOA, uh, 25th in points allowed to the tight end position at 9.7 and 12.2. Mark Andrews will see one Matt Milano, who he does have advantage on, but Milano played really, really uh, well last week um, outside of covering tight ends. He was getting burned. That was Jack Doyle, uh, Trey Burton, and a little bit of Mo Cox there. Uh, fifth in points allowed to opposing defenses at 4.06, so we'll probably pass there. Uh, I'm not opposed to punting uh, defenses. I never am, so just whatever I have listed, you can do whatever you want. Um, just giving you the best choices here. So Lamar Jackson on the two-game slate, 8,033 and 7,600, good for third, second, and first. Uh I think he is definitely in play. You always got to consider Lamar on a slate like this. And, of course, we're going to consider Josh Allen when we get there on the other side. But let's get this guy in here. Come on, Lamar. Come on, Lamar. Let's get you in here. Don't you know? Uh, Let's see where he is on the full full site. (coughs) Full slate, I should say. Uh, He is fourth, third, and second. Uh, so you're getting a bit of a discount. You're getting a real discount. He was 36 last week on Yahoo. You're getting another $3 off on a game where they might be playing from behind. Are you fucking kidding me? Get the fuck out of here. Okay, now we did see what running backs can do to this defense. So... Uh, let's see, last week, let's just take a look at running backs last week against Tennessee. Dobbins, nine carries, 43 and a touch. Gus Edwards, eight carries, 38 yards, uh, no touchdowns. They weren't really involved in the passing game, so we'll just go ahead and fucking skip that. Um, 
Last week, Jonathan Taylor against this defense, 21 carries, uh, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Naheem Hines, 6 carries, 75 yards, uh, no touchdowns. In the passing game, they were Naheem Hines, 1 catch, 8 yards on 3 targets, uh, 2 catches for 6 yards, no touchdowns on 4 targets for Jonathan Taylor. So this is actually uh, pretty good for the running game. I think I want to take a look at uh, both Dobbins and Edwards. I mean, they were both involved last week, right? Uh, Both actually had pretty decent games here. Um, This is full slate. Fifth, fifth, fifth. Where are you at? Oh, fuck it. We'll just put them right back here. So... We are going to look here. Getting a discount on the running backs, though. <clears throat> J.K. Dobbins, 6,521 and 6,000. Good for fifth, sixth, and fourth on the full four game slate. Uh, Gus Edwards, 5,300, 17, and 4,200. Good for 12th, 9th, and 16th on the full game slate. On the two game slate, they are. Uh, third, third, and second for Dobbins. Fifth, fourth, and seventh for Gus Edwards there. So I do think Edwards is still in play, um, but I would prefer I would prefer J.K. Dobbins in this one. Uh, he is more of their uh, stud on there, but you do have to kind of you have to kind of pick your poison here because if you're going to use Lamar Jackson. Um, I don't know how much you're going to want to use the running backs, right? But you are, like I said, you are getting a discount on Lamar Jackson, so it is in play. Now we move. Let's see, Mark uh, Mark Andrews. We're definitely we're definitely including in here. Uh, two games late, of course. He is first across the board, sixty six hundred twenty four and five thousand. Um, so he is very very much in play here. Uh, let's get him entered there. Go to the full game slate. Get down to Mark Andrews here. And on the four game slate, he's actually second across the board. Oh, that's right, because we got Kelsey. So Mark Andrews is going to fall in line there. Today, Junior. Today, Junior. So we're good there. Um, now let's like take a look at our wide receivers here. See if this is lining up correctly. They got Wallace against Boykin that washes out in a, this two wide receiver set with the two tight ends. Uh, Tredavious White against Brown. Uh, they're very even. Uh, slight advantage goes to Marquise, but I'm not, you know, I wouldn't base my decision off that. <clears throat> now, if they decide to move Brown to the other side or in the slot, which they were moving him all around last week um, against the Titans, which was smart. So they can line him up in the slot against Johnson. Uh, he'd have a 13-and-a-half-point advantage there. Now he would have a 9-point advantage against uh, Levi Wallace, if he's on the outside 
on the left side of the offense. So I think we could definitely consider Marquise Brown again. Uh, he'll probably be pretty popular again, to be honest with you. Uh, again, Buffalo, 23rd in DVOA versus wide receiver ones. We saw what Michael Pittman was able to do uh, last week. So this would be about the same spot that Pittman would be in or would have been in last week. Um outside of coming in, you know, being in the slot, of course, but um, this full game slate. So he is 6,500, 20, and 5,200, good for ninth, ninth, and 11th. He's actually more costly than Cooper Cup. Yeah. Except over at DK. On DK, Cooper Cup is actually... A little bit less. He is. Oh no. Cooper Cup is more there. Oh, he's less. He's less on Yahoo. Less on Yahoo and less on FanDuel. Just by let's see, four hundred actually on FanDuel. So that's a bit of a savings on Cup. Even though it's PPR, but he's got the best chance to score out of all of the wide receivers. Marquise Brown twenty versus nineteen on Cooper Cup. So. Pretty good, pretty, pretty good on there. Now he is fourth, third, and fifth on the two-game slate. So, again, he's still going to be a little bit more on the two slot. Uh, on two of the sites, Cooper Cup will be more expensive on the uh, on Yahoo, the full slot. So I think that's pretty much it. I think that's all I really want to look at on Baltimore. Nobody else has anywhere near an advantage at all, so no reason to really look anywhere else here. Um, <clears throat> look at the base here. Base! Hello, can you go? Uh, they don't really run two wide receiver sets. They're mostly in a three-wide but I want to take a look at two versus three. Um, okay, so against Baltimore, Buffalo against Baltimore's defense. Baltimore is 10th in pass defense DVOA, 9th in points allowed to the quarterback position, 17.5, 18.3 on DK. Uh, 12th in rush defense DVOA, 21st against running backs in the passing game. Uh, now we will not have Zach Moss, so TJ Yeldon moves up. Uh, 11th in points allowed to the running back position, 19.2 and 22.6. We might see Josh Allen run a little bit more again this week. Um, As far as wide receivers are concerned, Baltimore is third in DVOA versus wide receiver ones. Uh, How did that work out against A.J. Brown? Although A.J. Brown is a uh, push-off artist, a little fucker. Uh, 16th in DVOA versus wide receiver twos, fifth versus wide receiver pluses. Uh, that includes Cole Beasley. So, third in points allowed to the wide receiver position, 26.8 and 34.1 on FanDuel and DK, respectively. Uh, they have Marcus Peters, uh, lined up on Stefan Diggs, who Diggs actually has a huge advantage of, according to this. Uh, Jimmy Smith would be on John Brown. Uh, John Brown at a disadvantage. Marlon Humphrey against Cole Beasley. Uh, Cole Beasley actually is thought to have 
a decent advantage against Marlon Humphreys in about he's in between the 15% to 22.5% uh, range there. Uh, tight ends, uh, they are 12th in DVOA versus tight end, but they're 10th in points allowed to the position, 9.7 and 12.2. Uh, would Mr. Dawson Knox would be covered by one Chuck Clark, who he has a teeny tiny advantage on. Ravens are 8th in points allowed to opposing defenses, 4.06. So I think we just kind of skipped that one out there. Um, I do want to take a look at one, Dawson Knox. Now, this would just be, can he get a cheap TD type deal on there? Uh, linebackers are weak. Uh, they actually have Queen. Queen's rated really low. Holy fuck. Like, super low. Like, they say he's fucking, like, he sucks. That's surprising. Harrison, the other inside linebacker, is 59.2. Queen is at 29.9. Queen's been pretty decent this year. Can Dawson Knox get it done in there? I need to research that. <laughs> we saw we saw tight ends last week. <coughs> Johnny Smith and... Uh, uh, Anthony Ferkser was the guy that had, you know, the most uh, success last week. But, you know, they had success. So Dawson Knox compared to, like, say, Anthony Ferkser, probably Knox is probably the more talented of the two. Uh, let's see. Two-game slate, he's 5,011 and 3,100, good for fourth, third, and third. So this bargain basement uh, Dawson Knox here. On the full game slate, his ranking is, uh, if I get in here, price ranking, price ranking. Yeah, he is 8th, 8th, and 7th. So this is a complete uh, punt option. I will go back. I'll take a look. We'll go back with Baltimore and take a look at uh, how opponents did here. i got to find my damn turtle for fuck's sakes um let's see let's take a look at baltimore right here let me think if i can i do i do like attacking baltimore with tight ends they tend to fail a little bit at it um so steelers steelers i don't know if they did all right the steelers cowboys browns did okay Jaguars attack with the tight ends, but they didn't get it fully all the way done. Uh, Giants, Evan Ingram, I believe, had a pretty good game against them, or was that week 17? Bengals didn't do shit against Baltimore. That totally pulled down the rating. Um, just out of curiosity, let's see how they did against Giants and Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Uh, 10 targets, 7 receptions for 65 yards. It's not terrible. Not terrible, especially at that price. If you can give me that production, wow. Let's see what Cleveland did against them. Week 14. And Joku, 3 for 45. Harrison Bryant, 3 for 18. It's not bad. It's not bad. 
Hmm. Uh, here's here's one. Let's check out Dallas. Let's see how Schultz did against him. Four for forty-four. I mean, there's worse punts. To be completely honest with you, he does get him involved at the goal line. That's one of that's one big thing that I've noticed. Josh Allen really has gotten them involved down there. Let's see, Eric Ebron. Yeah, eleven targets, seven receptions, fifty-four yards. I think I think Knox is kind of a little sneaky little winner here. I think he could go too tight end too, to be completely honest with you. I really do this week. I think he can go too tight end. All right, let's take a look at the wide receivers. So Humphreys lined up against Diggs. Diggs actually has a real sizable advantage. Uh, well, it's about 14, so he's a blue, he's a dark blue. He lines up on Peters. He's, he's going to toast fucking Peters. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I hate that shit where they praise a guy and it's like, he's not, he's not playing all that well. So, uh, three wide receivers set. Yeah. If he lines up on the right hand side, which he usually does in a three wide uh, he will move. He will move to whatever. But if he can get him, on, if you can isolate him on Peters, you're looking at a 90.1 rated dig. So that's elite with the PFF numbers. Lined up against Peters at 64.7. That's a 25 point advantage here. Maybe we can get this out tomorrow. Maybe I'll just give this to you guys tomorrow. I think so. I think I'm going to wait to put it out until tomorrow. I think I'm going to play with some stuff here. Yeah, I'm going to tidy this thing up tomorrow at work. So, uh, Stefan Diggs. Full slate, 8,631 and 7,300. Good for third, fourth, and third. Let's see what he is on a two-gamer. So on a two-gamer, second, he's second across the board. So this is actually... Diggs would be your pivot off of Adams. All things considered. Because I think Stefan Diggs, just in pure points, can actually get it done a little bit easier than than Adams. Plus, he'd save, what, 400 on FanDuel. He'd save $4 on Yahoo. And you would save, holy shit, $1,300. Over on DK. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, running backs, I just. Running back is a kind of. Is, is, that would be kind of a crapshoot here because, I mean, really, when you look at, say, Devin Singletary and TJ Yeldon, now Singletary would get the bulk. Now, we know that Tennessee fucking just 
failed, dude. And this would be completely fucking leap of faith. If you brought them in there, they're pretty even across the board. Do have an advantage on the offensive line for rushing. Uh, uh, uh. I think so. I don't know. God, that would be a complete fucking leap of faith to try and use Singletary. What's Singletary's carries and everything, Ben? Um. Let's see here. Let's work it back. So three carries. Three carries, one target. Ten carries, two targets. Eight carries, three targets. Seven carries, one target. Eighteen carries, four targets. Now, this is all with Zach Moss there. Eleven carries, three targets. Four carries, three targets. Two carries, three targets. Fourteen carries, one target. Eight carries, five targets. 10 carries, 2 targets. Uh, Zach Moss not being there. 11 for 25, 1 target. 18 of 55 and a touchdown, 6 targets. 13 carries for 71 yards, 5 targets, 4 receptions, 50 yards. Man. God, TJ Yeldon ain't going to do shit. I'm going to look into this a little bit more. Do I think you can use Devin Singletary? I think it's possible. 5,700, 17, and 4,500. Good for fourth across the board on a two-game slate. Huh. <laughs> so wait, hold on. He is more. <sighs> no. No, he's less. My bad. He's less than J.K. Dobbins. He's looking at the wrong slate. Um... On the full slate, he is 11th, 9th, and 11th. That's actually really interesting. Because if Stefan Diggs is the only guy that they can utilize really in, as far as the wide receivers, and then you've got Cam, God, he's got to get him fucking involved, I would think. That's interesting. I'm going to take a real hard fucking look at that. Real hard fucking look. Because that might be really where the pivot is off of using a guy like Josh Allen. Hmm. Josh Allen's been tearing it up. I got to take a look at who he's been getting at. But full slate, he's 8,800, 39, and 7,400. Good for second, second, and third. I think you're going to see a lot more people going 
Lamar Jackson in this spot, but I don't necessarily disagree with it. Because you'd be getting the you'd be getting the rushing in there, and I mean, if if they're shitty versus you know the running back, you can only imagine what they're going to be against a fucking um, a guy who full out you know runs the ball. Two game slate. He is first, first, and second. That's probably about right. So, yeah, we're going to have to take a look because that would be that would definitely be your Josh Allen pivot because I don't know if you'd run them together. Well, you might run them together a little bit. I have to figure that one out. That's interesting. So, two-game Saturday slate we have... At quarterbacks installed. This is just installed. This isn't finalized. Okay, so we got Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. I don't think I'm going Rogers. Running backs for now: Cam Akers, Aaron Jones with Jamal Williams, J.K. Dobbins with Gus Edwards, uh, Devin Singletary. Wide receivers: Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Marquise Brown, Cooper Cup. Tight ends: Mark Andrews, Robert Tunyon. And Dawson Knox. Defenses, you're looking at Green Bay. Or, like I said, you could do a full you could do a pure punt. Um, I don't know how much it's gonna kill you, but um that's neither here nor there. That's something to explore as we move into the week. But you know what? We got a Sunday slate to go. That's the third leg of the trilogy. So until then, have a good one.